Happy Tuesday. Good morning, my neighbors. Yeah. Before we get started, we got to talk about something very important here. Yeah. We got to talk about how the LFA channel is at thirty-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine subs. One so, follower. One guy. One. Somebody who's not whose whose button is green at the top. You need to hit it so it's white. Yeah. So, so that we, we need can, to get the forty thousand. We right need now. to get the forty thousand right now. Right now, someone's got to hit that because yeah. I don't. And then when you're done hitting that, you have to hit another button that's also white that now it needs to be green. It's called the rumble button. Hit exactly. that too. Right on the bottom. The little plus. The little subscribe. I don't like odd numbers. So no. that's got to. Thirty-nine. Thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. What are we doing? I'm having a panic attack. Like I understand that you're waiting to do it on our show. That's very nice, but yes. it better get done. All right. With that being said, if I sign off for this show and it goes down one, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Mission unaccomplished, yeah. buddy. Oh boy. All right, folks. Top uh, of the morning to you guys. Before we get started, smash that rumble button. We got a big show today. Twitter dump. Number, oh, what, Twitter dump number, number five. five. Twitter dump number five. Yes. Uh, Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss, the two hardest working people currently on the planet. Yeah. Uh, the creepy weirdo who gets rid of nuclear waste and with that the Biden administration has been dumped. Yes, yeah, Sam Brinton. I actually uh, I dressed up like him yesterday in Costco. <laughs> I pretended to. I grabbed a dress and then I said, don't I look great? Don't yep. I look fantastic? I'm gonna be the next nuclear waste guru of the Biden administration. Well, Sorry, I, I'm I a guess, little, I'm a little like I'm I, a step, a step behind this morning because I woke up four in the morning with a screamer of a migraine, and uh, oh, I'm sure my voice directly into your ears oh, is making it just so wonderful. much better. Nothing but like, nothing like that. And, I guess and, that's what happens when you've been around nuclear waste all that time. Yeah, Sam Brandon. You, uh, you, you put on baby blue lipstick and yeah. shave your head. That's what I said. It looks like he got exposed to nuclear waste. He Not looks that he, like one of the aliens from Mars Attacks. It's bad. But uh, it's real bad. Also, guys, head on over to loudmajorityus.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Check out the shop. Use promo code CHRISTMAS for 20% off the entire website. Because we, we still say Christmas over here. MD Norton's like, want me to unsubscribe so it's 39998 This way you could be done. <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah. Oh, he's funny. I can't wait for there to be an event in Philly because... I'm coming to see this uh, guy. I'm going to see M.D. Norton. M.D. Norton sent us a Santa picture the other day. It was pretty funny. Santa Claus. Uh, I, you know, if you go to Philadelphia, if you go to the uh, the Eagles game dressed like that, because the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. By the way, M.D. Norton, great job in your state electing that uh, guy. Did you hear about? Yes. Did, did you hear about what happened with the New York Times list there with uh, with uh, Fetterman? He, uh, he's one of the most stylish yeah. people of the year. I didn't realize that wearing uh, a hoodie. I mean, I wear a hoodie and sweatpants a lot. I didn't win an award. I look a hell of a lot better than freaking that guy. I don't I have mean, a lump. He looks like Drew. who won the award? Him or the or his running mate? I don't know. Lumpy. But did you also hear that apparently John Fetterman has a speaking line in the new Netflix Christian Bale movie? Time out. Time out. Offense. Thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. How can you get a speaking line in a movie if you was he going to do it like closed caption? Apparently Christian Bale. The said Eagles are lo- so much better than. The Eagles! Apparently, Christian Bale said he looked like a big lug from the 1830s. So he's in the new Christian Bale movie, which, look, I don't like John Fetterman. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Christian, cast, Christian Bale had great things to say about him, which I'm not thrilled with. However, I want to be clear, I'm going to keep watching Christian Bale movies because they're always awesome. Yeah. They're always right. One's better than the next. Plus, he's insane. And, yeah. I, you know, I, I have a bit of an appreciated... Kong! Kind of, Forty dollars. Thank Kong. you, Kong. Start we love you. Love you to death. Big, big thing. Uh, we love that. Uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable. So yeah, Fetterman is uh, apparently one of the most stylish people according to the New York Times, which is why I refer to it as 
the failing New York Times. Oh, yeah. Well, and if you want to talk about the New York Times, we can also talk about Anthony Fauci's farewell letter that he wrote in the New York Times. Oh, I didn't see that. Which, where the New York Times thanks him for his incredible work, particularly when it comes to HIV AIDS. Oh, great. Which, the let me be clear. Disease. There is still not a cure for. Right. Well, there is. It's just money. Money. That, as Magic Johnson would tell you. The Hiv. Yeah. The Hiv. But, yeah, yeah his, uh, his fa- if, I don't know if we'll get to his farewell letter today, but I would say well, give that a read if you are in the mood to be annoyed. By the way, so I was up at four in the morning and I was like, you know what I should do tomorrow? I should remix Jingle Bells and read that as Donald Trump and make fun of Paul Pelosi. So that's going to happen tomorrow <laughs> as well. It's really funny. It's really good. I wrote a good one. I was like, just, a, I mean, uh, when I tell you my ears were ringing, I was like, is there a jet plane outside? And then I looked out the window, and what did I see? A shooting star. And I said, today's going to be a good day. Because that is uh, one of many of the Geminids meteor shower uh, meteors. The the Geminids is tonight. Yeah. So uh, I will be out tonight as well at around 11 to 12-ish. I will be out by probably one of the beaches uh, looking for for Shannon Gilbert and two shooting stars. Yeah, you know. <laughs> First off, they found Shannon Gilbert. Oh, okay. Second off, that's hilarious. Yeah. If you don't know who that is, guys, look it up. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but the Geminids are tonight. Clear skies, East Coast, Long Island. Uh, can be nice. So the meteor shower. But uh, speaking of shooting stars, a lot of lot of fireworks, a lot of uh, lot of a lot of exciting things. Again, Twitter files part five happened yesterday. I thought it was going to be the Fauci files. It wasn't yet. But we're right, right on the precipice, I believe. Saving the best for last. Twitter apparently used the Trump ban to lead into their crackdown on medical misinformation. So uh, we can read through this on the Post Millennial. We'll break this down just like we did yesterday. You know, you're going to come to LFA TV. You're going to get the best breakdowns of the Twitter files. Hands down, uh, 100%. And I know other people are talking about it. I'm not saying nobody's covering it. Mainstream media is not. Bongino mm-hmm. is. I'm sure Shapiro is. Yes. It, it, it's, uh, you know, it's all their, I'm sure it's all over the it, Daily Wire. I'm sure it's everywhere. But sure enough, the nightly news, ABC... NBC, no, CBS no. has spent a total of, I, I, I believe in, in Spanish, it's uh, it's still zero, zero. minutes. Zero. 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 Nine minutes. Nine. No minutes. Not nine. Zero. Yeah, yeah nine. Yeah, not actually American nine. German nine. German zero. nine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, apparently David Muir, uh, Lester Holt, and- uh, Zilch, as and, I like uh, to call him. Zilch. Uh, the lady, whose name I'll never remember, just doesn't find it to be that important, no. which is- uh, Pretty wild, considering someone told me that Lester Holt was a straight-down-the-middle journalist, and I had to bite my tongue because it was someone's sister. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. I know what you're saying. Yeah, if you so don't know, now you know. I had I was like, I had to take a call and left the room. Yes, so, oh, my phone is ringing. <laughs> Got to get that. Vladimir, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good way for me to leave rooms now. Yeah. If I want to do I could just go, oh, God, it's Russia. Vladimir, you're not going to do that. I got to take this. <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I tell Oh, breaking. Twitter employees painted Trump as a terrorist leader and uh, pa- uh, American patriots as rioters to justify their ban. So this is some good stuff. Uh, uh, the the leading into Trump's ban and then the aftermath of Trump's ban, Twitter Files Part 5, Barry Weiss had this one yesterday. Uh, and it's funny, isn't she a liberal too? She's a very big liberal. Right, she, and well, she's the one she who's... She falls into the... Classical liberal. Into the classical liberal, right. the head of her docs thinker. Alan Dershowitz yes. type. She, she was... She was Jonathan Turley. Yes. Uh, yeah. She was on the... Uh, 
on the executive board at the New York Times of their editorial page. She went to Columbia J School. She is a married lesbian. She is lives in New York City. Yeah. Like I saw her on the subway. Somebody on I saw Twitter, her on the subway once. Somebody on Twitter was like, Oh, leave it to a conservative journalist. And I was like, Barry Weiss. I yeah. last time I checked, she's not a conservative yeah, journalist. She she tried to get into that intellectual dark web thing with like yeah. with like Shapiro and Peterson and Weinstein and all them, but then that that movement kind of faded away. But she uh look, it's okay to be a liberal journalist. It's okay to be a journalist who is liberal. It is not okay to be a liberal journalist. Right, 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 right. Uh, now, after January 6th, we'll skip down a little bit in this post-millennial article. I told you, I'm still a little scattered. I'm under the influence of uh, many excedrins, a very bad headache, and coffee. But also, I ate breakfast this morning because you're not supposed to take excedrin on an empty stomach. Catalina Crunch is a keto cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, mwah. So good. Uh, but after January 6th, as Matt Taibbi and Schellenberger had documented, pressure grew both inside and outside of Twitter to ban Trump. Uh, this is coming from Barry Weiss. Before the ban could go through, there were dissenters. There were dissenters inside Twitter, uh, Weiss recounted. Here's uh, one employee, quote, maybe because I am from China. She quoted one employee saying on January 7th, I deeply understand how censorship can destroy the public conversation. Oh, you think? You know, maybe we take it from the experts. From China. China. Where this takes place. Censorship. Horrible things. Another employee responded with an attempt to quell the Chinese employee's fears. That's nice. So <laughs> always good to tell a Chinese person from China who has experienced this firsthand, nah, yeah. you're wrong. I'm right. Of course. Because they're uh, the experts. Right. Of course. Uh, I understand this fear. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You didn't live in a communist country. You do now. It's like, oh. But you didn't. Oh, you think you do. No. It's like if, you know, someone's given birth and I'm like, I understand what you're going through. Yeah. No, I really don't. Well, these days. I could. You could. Butt baby. D- Just go. ask Paul Pelosi. Fellas, you want to, uh... You, you Jingle die- bells. You want to die alone? When your wife's going through labor, just sit there and go... It's not that bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I understand Just bite your fear. lip and give it hell. Just, you know? We're going to get through this. I understand this fear, but I also think it's important to understand that censorship by a government is very different than censorship of the government. The First Amendment in the United States and similar legislation in other countries with similar concepts exists specifically to prevent the government from silencing the people. But you did have the FBI colluding with Twitter to silence the people Mm -hmm. when they were talking about Hunter Biden. So this was going on. They just chose to ignore it, which we know yesterday we talked about how they chose to ban certain accounts and not other accounts. It was a good breakdown. I respect that realistically we impose far stricter rules on effectively everyone else on the platform, said another. Another said we started labeling restricting restricting his tweets... When they became a threat to democracy, and it seemed like that was our red line. Yesterday, he clearly attempted to overthrow our democratic system of government and showed no signs of remorse. If this is not a clear reason to suspend him again as an unhinged ruler attempting to subvert the most powerful democracy in the world, I'm not sure what would be. An unhinged ruler. Yeah, Trump. Want to remind you all, the Ayatollah of Iran. Oh, that's in this. On Twitter. Oh, yeah. I know, because I was... was Talking smack to him after the U.S. Oh, yeah. Iran game. Oh, yeah. They said, we have to do the right thing and ban this account, Trump's. Weiss quoted one staffer as saying, while another said, it's pretty obvious he's going to try to thread the needle of incitement without violating the rules. Okay? So if he's not violating the rules, you shouldn't be suspending him. Right? As one would think. You know? It's like threading the needle with the speed limit. You can go five miles an hour because you know those radar guns mm-hmm. have a five mile an hour margin of error. Do so they? they can't write you. Yes, they do. So they can't write you the ticket for the five miles an hour because you could fight it and go, no, nah, no, nah, 
You can't prove that I was speeding. However, if you're going six, six knots outside the margin of error, you were speeding. Really? Yes. Uh, the Washington. I'm going to get home a lot faster today. Then the Washington Post got on board, publishing an op-ed from Twitter employees addressing to then uh, CEO Jack Dorsey, demanding Trump be removed from the platform. We must examine Twitter's complicity in what President-elect Biden has rightfully termed insurrection. Despite this, staffer were assigned to determine policy violations did not not means they did not yeah. not didn't find it actually find any violations but the twitter staff assigned to evaluate tweets quickly concluded that trump had not 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 boink boink not bad baby bad baby violated twitter's policy oh by the way did you hear yoel roth is moving out of his house because uh, he's getting death threats Really? Oh, I, I, probably not happening. I say we. But just, he's playing the victim role. I, I, I don't like believe. In, I don't know. believe in doxing. But however, were we to send him like an aggressive amount of rubber toys in a cylindrical fashion? I think we should just send him a shirt with glitter. I know a guy who does that. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I think we'd have a hard time saying this is incitement. Wrote one staffer. Uh, as we continue down, we see other staffers saying, "I don't see the incitement angle." Uh, I'm also not seeing clear or coded incitement in the DJT tweet. Wrote. Anika Navaroli, it's important to know this name, Anika, 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 Anika Navaroli, a Twitter policy official. I'll respond in the elections channel and say that our team has addressed and found no violations. No violations. No violations. She does just that. As an FYI, safety has assessed the DJT tweet above uh, and determined there is no violation of our policies at this time. She says that in the chat. She says that in the internal... Uh, Twitter discussions. Now, Weiss notes that Navaroli later testified before the House Select January 6th committee, at which time she told Congress, for months I had been begging and anticipating and attempting to raise the reality that if nothing, if we made no intervention into what I saw occurring, people were going to die. People were going to die. I thought they find no violations. No violations. So did she lie to Congress? I would say so. <laughs> I would say she probably did. I would say so. Twitter's team determined that Trump's 7.44 a.m. tweet was not a violation. It is a clear no vio, just to say he's not attending the inauguration. But leave it up to Vijaya. Vijaya. It's coded. Oh, he's speaking in code. Hey, look, if there's one thing, if, look, if there's one thing <laughs> you can say about Donald Trump, is the man doesn't speak in code. He just sort of says it. He just speaks. Yeah, like I, I heard a tweet from when him. When he says, I'm going to grab her by the vajaya, <laughs> that it's would not be, code. Now, that would be in code. Yeah. Or like when he said, I don't care if Coca-Cola doesn't like me, I'm still going to drink their bad soda. Right. Which... My favorite Donald Trump tweet. Yes. Uh, Weiss notes that Twitter deals with other heads of state as well, such as those in Iran, Nigeria, and Ethiopia. In June of 2018, Iran's uh, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei tweeted, quote, Hashtag Israel is a malignant cancerous tumor in the West Asian region that has to be removed and eradicated. It is possible and it will happen. Twitter neither deleted the tweet nor banned the Ayatollah. <laughs> oh, gets better. She tracked through concerns, as his wife, about the former Malaysian prime minister who said it was, quote, a right for Muslims to, quote, kill millions of French people. And while the tweet was deleted for glorifying violence, the prime minister still has his Twitter account. Unbelievable. Mohamedou Buhari, Bice reported, the president of Nigeria, incited violence against pro-Biafra groups 
Those of us in the fields for 30 months who went through the war, he wrote, will treat them in the language they understand. Twitter deleted the tweet, but did not ban Buhari. She tracked through Twitter's handling of Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed in 2021. That's recent. Who called for war against Tigray, as well as Prime Minister Narendra Modi's call to arrest Twitter's employees in India. Yes. If accounts he he wanted banned did not stay banned. And particularly, look, obviously the Ayatollah is a problem. Narendra Modi, he's an interesting one. Yes. Because he has, by his own mouth, confirmed... He's killed like dozens of people. Oh, yeah. And when angst about it, when he was running for prime minister of India, he said some version of, well, sometimes things have to be done. Well, he led a riot in his home in his home uh, province when he was a, a young revolutionary. But he is seen that uh, he is seen as uh, moving India in the right direction. Uh, surprisingly, John Oliver actually does a great yeah. bit about this Indian election with Neendra Modi. He say. He's a quite fascinating and quite terrifying man. Yeah. But yeah, he's an actual murderer. No Never, nevertheless, Twitter employees moved to ban Trump despite there being no violations. And it was Vijaya Gade. Vijaya. Who made the call. Less than 90 minutes after Twitter, employees had determined that Trump's tweets were not in violation of Twitter's policy. Vijaya Gade, Twitter's head of legal policy and trust asked whether it could, in fact, be coded incitement to further violence. That's why, That's the way it wound up being... Could it be coded? Uh, ...framed by Jack Dorsey. It was incitement to future violence. Members of that team came to view him as the leader of a terrorist group responsible for violence and deaths comparable to Christchurch shooter or Hitler. And on that basis, on the totality of his tweets, he should be deplatformed. So, a riot at the Capitol, January 6th. Yes. Which killed... Only Ashley Babbitt, but the yes. riot didn't kill her. It was the Capitol Police that killed her. Yeah. Was equated to Adolf Hitler's Holocaust. Ah, right. You know, it, it is incredible to me when people, like, guys, just rule of thumb. Nothing is like Hitler. Nothing. Nothing is like Hitler. No. Nothing is like the Nazis. Even neo-Nazis aren't really like the Nazis. Yeah. Nothing is like the Nazis. Yeah. So I one- hate when they, I, it's, it's like, oh, this is bad. So let's compare it to that. It- they had a phone call. Everybody everybody jumped on the call. And an hour after the call, Twitter announced pro- uh, Trump's permanent suspension. Quote, due to the risk of further incitement of violence. That's Vijaya Gade's word for word uh, explanation about the coded, you know what, and everything yeah. like that. Now, uh, for the longest time, Twitter's stance was that they weren't the arbiter of truth, wrote another employee, which I respected but never gave me a warm, fuzzy feeling. You know, they just wanted to control... Uh, rising CEO, para, para, probably not, not, not going to work, work here, here anymore. anymore. Uh, noted to head of security, Mudge Zatko. I think a few of us the should... The person's first name is Mudge? Mudge. That's I, awesome. I think a few of us should brainstorm the ripple effects of Trump's ban and that centralized content moderation has reached a breaking point while other world leaders such as heads of state in Germany, France, and Mexico all took issue with Trump's ban. Even Alexei Navalny. Putin's opposition in Russia said the ban was unacceptable was an unacceptable act of censorship. But here's the best part: they get into medical misinformation mm. over Trump's ban. Mm. They said now we can do a little thing with COVID. They were able to lean in, and they said this ban opened the door for Twitter employees to begin banning medical information. Quote: By the next day, the next day after the Trump ban. 
employees expressed eagerness to tackle medical misinformation as soon as possible. So they got a good little taste of that power. They got a good little taste of of that authority. And now they say, you know, we got to push this even further. And they went even further. For the longest time, Twitter's stance was that they weren't the arbiter of truth, which employees never respected, or which they respected, but that didn't give them a uh, warm and fuzzy feeling. They used the Trump ban to pivot to set, uh, censor medical pivot. misinformation. So I would imagine now, now that we have been led here by Barry Weiss, uh, the next couple of drops will be about COVID, yeah. Fauci, hydroxychloroquine, etc. I mean, they certainly have done a very good job of breaking. I mean, of breaking these things down into because they could have just dumped it all and let other reporters figure it out. Like kind of like how WikiLeaks did it. Kind of like how kind of like how WikiLeaks did it. They they let everyone go through it on their. They're, they're taking the the Snowden route with Glenn Greenwald, where they are. Uh, Drip, drip, drip. Although I'm very happy, I'm really happy they put it out on a Monday because they had been putting them out on like Friday, Saturday. Yeah, and it gets dies. And nobody cares about the news right. on a Friday. Like it, someone, uh, uh, one of these Twitter, they call them tweeps. Uh, big props to whoever in trust and safety is sitting there whack a moling these Trump accounts. Uh, someone else called uh, said Don Jr.'s account needs to be locked too. So once they got rid of Trump. They really were feeling themselves. Oh, they were feeling themselves. And, yeah, because like like uh, like any good authoritarian, you give them a little bit of power. Look at Trudeau, and they never look at Trudeau. You know, I think right now, I think euthanasia is the highest cause of death in uh, in Canada right Castrux. now. Castrux. C a s t r e a u x. Castro. Oh, Justin right. Trudeau. Castro. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, little. They call never me Mister A to Z. Never even put that together. It's all about the wordplay. Because you know Justin Trudeau is definitely not Fidel Castro's kid. You know he is. He's the A. He's hundred percent. I mean, look at him. Looks, I mean, look at the guy. He looks just you like know. him. Plus, his mother was a whore. Yeah, I mean, I get you. Know, let's just call a spade a spade. We're not speaking in code here. No, are we? we're not speaking no, in code. We're not speaking in code here. Uh, and so, that's not to say that you know, live your best life, Miss Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, Just roam around the world and find communist dictators and yeah. have your way with them. There you go. Uh, big props to whoever in trust and safety is sitting there whack a moling these Trump accounts. So you have that with Twitter. You also have Elon Musk now disbanding its trust and safety advisory group. Uh, that's just, just a small group. It's called the Trust and Safety Council. It's the advisory group of around 100 independent civil, human rights, and other organizations that the company formed in 2016. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> to address... What, what the, I, I bet you it was somewhere around... November. November of 2016. Yeah. Uh, they, they was there to address hate speech, child exploitation. That didn't really <laughs> didn't really do much there. Nope. Suicide, self-harm, and other problems on the platform. The council had been scheduled to meet with Twitter representatives Monday night, but Twitter informed the group via email that it was disbanding it shortly before the meeting was to take place. Mm -hmm. According to multiple members, the council members who provided images of the email from Twitter to the AP spoke on the condition of anonymity due to fears of retaliation. The email said Twitter was reevaluating how to best bring external insights the council is not the best structure to do this. So a bunch of uh, wokesters said, uh, Elon Musk said, we don't want your influence here anymore. You guys are gone. You guys are gone. So they're out. Now, uh, good news out of Colorado. 
Great news is, out of Colorado. Which is going to lead us to sort of bad news out of, what was that, uh, Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Um, Colorado. Lauren Boebert has officially won re-election. Yes. Uh, she won her recount. I don't know what the final margin was, but I th- believe it was only a couple hundred votes. Uh, probably 300 or 400 votes or so. Uh, for Lauren Boebert. 546. 546, okay? That's, that's a close election. Very, very that's close. That's a very close election. Now. Here you go. I'm going to piss off some people in the chat here. Yep. And that's okay, because that's what I do. That's what you we know, do. Whatever. Because your vote counts. Because your vote counts. Because it's not always rigged. Anybody in the chat think your vote doesn't count because it's rigged? It's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. Well, not in Massachusetts, apparently. Uh, a recount flips a uh, Massachusetts House election from Democrat uh, to Democrat by one vote. One vote. One vote. One. So who didn't vote? Democrat Kristen Krasner jumped into the lead over five time, I'm sorry, five term Republican rep Lenny Mira after a district wide recount erased her narrow deficit and put her ahead by a single vote. A single vote. Who didn't vote? The incumbent plans to challenge it in court. Mira led uh, uh, Kavner by 10 votes out of the more than 23,000 cast across the North District in the original certified results for no- the November 8th election, a margin well within the legal threshold that allowed her to call for a recount. So after the recount, she won by one vote. One vote. 11,763 to 11,762. Yeah. So, you want to tell me your vote doesn't count again? It counts. Claudia Tenney won by 80, uh, 78 votes. Yeah. In 20, in 2020. 20. 2020. Yeah, yeah. In 2020. Yeah. Congresswoman Claudia Tenney won by less than 100 votes. Lauren Boebert won by 550 votes. This Republican in Massachusetts lost by one. One. One vote. Just a vote. So don't tell me your vote doesn't matter. Counts. Don't tell me that... You can't go out there and get another voter because if one person in Massachusetts had brought their cousin with them to the polls, we now have a tie and a runoff. Now, yep. I know what people are going to say. This is a, a Massachusetts uh, House seat. What's the big deal? It's one state representative in one out of the 50 states. Really not the point. The point is that this is this could happen in any race. In any race. You don't know how these races are going to break out beforehand. Whether it's close or not close in the polls, it doesn't matter. Every single vote, vote. counts. Every single vote counts. Including yours, including mine, including everybody who's in the room. You need to make sure, and like, like we have said, literally since the day after the November 8th midterms, we didn't know where anything was going to wind up. The Senate was still in play. The House we had a pretty good feeling about. We need to be putting points on the board in every phase of the process. We've been saying that the entire time mm-hmm. because every vote counts. When you go to these recounts, they did a recount. They found that the Democrat won by one vote. You want to say they cheated in the recount? Maybe they did, but Maybe you know what? Did, if we'll 10 more people had come out and voted in that race, the recount would have would have failed. The cheating attempt in the recount would have failed by nine. Exactly. I mean, it's that simple. Every single vote counts and it's, so, imp- it's important to also understand you want to say the vote doesn't matter your vote doesn't matter we just talked about it this guy lost by one vote lauren bobert won by 500 votes claudia tenney, claudia tenney won by 79 votes if we all remember florida in 2000 oh 20 30,000 votes 537 what that's how much George oh, oh, in 2000. I thought you were talking yeah, about DeSantis. Oh, no. In 2000. I'm sorry. The final yes. official Florida vote count. Hanging Chad. In 2000. Hanging Chad. I know Chad for I, a long I'm time. I'm still, 
I got to be honest with you, still not totally sure what the hell that phrase means. Hanging but Jared. I do know Great that guy. the final vote count in Florida in the year 2000 was 537 votes, making it by percentage not only the, uh, the, the tightest race of the campaign. Also in that race, New Mexico was decided by 366 votes. So please, enough with the your vote doesn't matter, and I'm not voting until they fix 2020 baloney, okay? I'm done with hearing people say that crap. Yeah, no, we can't do it. I'm done with it because you can live in the past forever. You can talk about why your old relationships didn't work out, or you can try to do better in your next relationship. That's right. You can be alone forever and stand on your principles, or you can realize that maybe you're not perfect. That's right. That is exactly what we need to do in these elections. We talk about ballot harvesting. We talk about getting out that vote, sending, playing by the rules in which Democrats play by. That's it. Or we will never win again. We'll never win again. We'll never win again, and that's it. The fact that hanging chads. Hanging chads. You know what we used to say? Chad Pennington's screen passes were hanging chads because <laughs> he had such a weak arm. I mean, great accuracy. Well, those like, went the other way too. Those screen passes would be in the air for about five hours, and then poor Wayne Corbett would get peeled off the field with a spatula. <laughs> but that's all right. No, I love Chad Pennington. Guys, this is important. It's important that when you sit there, and I know that I know the LFA family is engaged. We know, I know you guys vote. I know you guys are the ones out there spreading the word to all the rest of the patriots out there. You guys need to share this story to every one of your friends who tells you that their vote doesn't matter and it's all rigged and it's already set up and they know who's going to win ahead of time. They don't. Nope. They don't because this Republican was up by 10 votes before the recount. Yep. And following the recount with the absentees, he lost by one. Lost by one. One vote. And look, I mean, look, it's I get it that sometimes when you don't win elections, it's frustrating. And you want to look for every excuse in the book as to why you should have won or why you think you did win. And is it rigged? And did the machines do this? Or did that happen? But you have to understand when you look at those things and make declarations that the races are rigged, you're going to prevent future voters from voting because they're yep. going to go, well, you said it's rigged. When you go to that person in a year and go, hey, you voting this year? Wait, I thought you said it didn't matter. I thought it was rigged. Now you have that obstacle to overcome other than just like, why is it so important to vote? Usually people will ask, why is it so important to vote? Why should I vote for the candidate that you're supporting? That's your sell. You shouldn't have to sell the candidate and then sell the process mm -hmm. because you delegitimize the process exactly. beforehand. I'm not saying everything's good. I'm not saying everything's free and fair or that it's perfect. And by the way, voting is run by human beings, imperfect. Yep. People are going to do an imperfect job. Any right? system no, created never, by man is never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. It will never be perfect. If your goal is perfection, you will always miss the goal. Correct. That's it. In, 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 in any uh, area of human life, because humans are imperfect beings, and most people are just really, really dumb. Yeah. So we got to make sure that, you know, when we're frustrated after elections, that we don't jump to conclusions or potentially say things that could undermine people's faith in the process next time they have to go to the polls because in two years when we're voting for president mm -hmm. and you're going out there knocking on doors doing what you do being engaged and having you know being you know getting into the spirit as as you are you know and you're telling people to go out and vote there will be folks who go wait a second didn't you say two years ago and Carrie Lake lost Arizona uh, that it was rigged anyway and that it, it never would have mattered and all the Democrats do is cheat you know and now you have to make two cells you've got to sell that no it's uh 
it's it's fixed or no, I was just you know being emotional. Now they're gonna now they're gonna question your judgment, yeah. right? So we have to just make sure after these elections. I know it's frustrating. I know every time you know uh, you know it's a, a, a sporting game doesn't go our way, the first people we want to point fingers at are the referees. But sometimes and most times there's a play in that game that the refs didn't blow that your team blew. Trust me, I'm a Jet fan. My team blows games all the time. <laughs> you know I've I've seen it happen. Look, I've, we've been screwed over by refs. Don't get me wrong, but there are also ways to overcome the screw. Yeah, if you're screwed if over you, by the ref, that doesn't mean you don't take the field the next correct. week. Correct. And you go the next week, or you go, you get back on the field, and you and you and you get over it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you throw an interception. I shouldn't pass interference. They missed a the call. Okay. So you're never gonna pass again. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna just you're gonna just go in the locker room and, and not play the rest of the game. That's no. It. You got to get out there and overcome that and that, it's, that it's, obstacle. It's important that you guys take that story. I'll, I'll I'll throw it in the chat right now. You take that story and you send it to all the people who tell you that your vote doesn't matter. That's right. Because it's up to each and every one of us to do our part to raise the number of people that vote. We have the issues on our side. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. We have mo- the majority of both the cultural and the political and the economic in, uh, issues on our side. It's about moving that needle just a little bit. Because Every it, issue's on our side. Because in America, 5% in either direction wins elections. elections. That's it. We have every issue on our side. Every single one. The only thing we don't have on our side right now is executing a strategy to put more points on the board. Everybody is caught on to the idea that the Democrats are more concerned with ballots than votes, which means they don't have to earn them. They have to find them. Mm-hmm. Okay? They have to create them. So we will earn the votes that we have to earn, and we will create the rest. We will we will harvest the rest. We will go out there and make sure that we're getting people engaged in the process. If that means bringing ballots to the people instead of bringing people to the ballots, fine. Well, we have to do it. And we have to remember have that to, story have to do it. in Massachusetts where it was where the race was decided by one vote. Mm-hmm. You know, And we always hear, well, when's it going to be decided by one vote? I don't have to go. It'll be decided by at least 100 or so votes. You don't know that. You don't. How many people did that in Massachusetts yep. now that now they're pissed off because the representative is, is, a, is a Democrat and not a Republican? Yeah. How many people you think right now have buyer's remorse for not voting on, on Thursday morning? How many morning? people you think are reading that and they're looking at their old mail pile? And they're just going, damn it, there was my and, ballot. And they're seeing the ballot sitting right there. Going, going that could have been me. That could have been me. That could have been me. There was a movie uh, that they made about a situation like this, although I believe it was a presidential election. It was called like Swing Vote or something. Mm-hmm. And it was one guy who had to recast his ballot and all the, the politicians were coming out and swooning him. And it was, it was yeah, I think that's what it was called. Swing Vote 2019 with uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah. And uh, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, it was an interesting movie, but it was kind of about a situation like that. And, uh, and they all they all tried to bribe the guy. And they took people. Him out to oh wow, this is a pretty good cast here. Nathan, yeah. Nathan Lane, Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Richard Petty. Richard Petty. Richard Petty, the NASCAR driver. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Wouldn't have guessed that one. Cool. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to get to the second half of the show in just a second. But first, a word from one of our sponsors, TackRightLFA.com. You can take a look at this. This is the TackRight Mini Saw uh, by uh, TackRight. Here you go. Uh, last time we showed the product to our audience, it sold out in uh, under 24 hours, and it was sold out for three months. Now it is back. Look at this bad boy. It's back and in stock and ready for holiday shipments. So the question you may be asking is, oh my goodness, why does it sell out so quickly? Why do I have to jump on this now? We got 18 days, 13 hours, 24 minutes, and about 15 seconds until this thing is gone for good. Uh, it's due to the affordability of this amazing senior-friendly mini chainsaw, which thousands of Americans are in love with. It can be operated with just one hand and it can help trim your trees two times faster with much less effort. The mini saw is big tool company's worst nightmare. Uh, they have been trying to hide the mini saw from the everyday consumer and have even banned it in big box retail shops. Big tool 
Big tool, Stacey Abrams, the wrecking ball, is threatened by this device and its potential to cut into profits. Update. The Mini Saw is on sale today with a 50% off and free shipping promotional discount to new customers. Claim your discount at TacRightLFA.com, T-A-C-R-I-G-H-T, L-F-A, Lima Foxtrot Alpha.com. Take a look at this. Look at these reviews here. You got them. We talked about William Shakespeare, to cut or not to cut. He says clearly to cut. Five out of five stars. Cheryl M. doing a fantastic job. 41 years old, female. Taking it like a hot knife through butter through all these trees. Butter. Getting firewood. Paul D., could be the Jersey Shore Paulie D. I don't know. But he cut down all these privet trees that range between two and four inches thick. Just cut them down. They're gone. Tackerite mini saw. So you got to get this thing. Looks great. I want it. Uh, I'm going to try and pick one up, and uh, you got to pick one up too. Their information is going to be right on the uh, below in, in the uh, description mm-hmm. of the show, as all of our sponsors are. So check them out, and we thank them for the love and for making LFA TV possible. Now. Guys, something big happening in Loudoun County, you know, Loudoun County. But before we get to that, guys, smash that rumble button. Head yes. on over to loudmajorityus.com. Check out the shop. Use promo code CHRISTMAS for 20% off to pick up these awesome MAGA Republic. And you know what's so great? It's covering, I got mine on, too. It's covering my face, so Look I'm sure this. people love that. I'm going full flannel. Yeah, uh, you are. You are. You are in the. You are certainly in the. Uh, I'm in the. I'm in the in, winter. In, in the winter. Oh, it's so warm. It, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, toys yeah, in I, every know, store. It's so funny. I watch like TikTok and Instagram. There's like one uh, thing where like it's beginning to look a lot like this. <laughs> I'm yep. like, oh, that's pretty funny. Twenty percent off with promo code Christmas. Yeah. From now. All the way to Christmas. We really Boom. appreciate it. Guys, that's the best way to support what we're doing over here. Make sure you hit that rumble button. 1,000 people watching. Yep. Only 340 rumbles. What the hell are we doing here? What are we doing? We got to hit it. What are we, we gotta doing? We got to hit it hard. We got to hit it hard. And mash hit that rumble fast. button. Hit it fast. So this is breaking from the post-millennial. Hit Dis- it harder than that freaking migraine's hitting me right <laughs> now, man. Disgraced Ooh. Loudoun County Superintendent indicted over cover-up in student rape case. Mm. Uh, Scott remember Z- that? Yes, remember that. Scott Ziegler has been indicted on at least one count of uh, false publication, one count of prohibited conduct, prohibited conduct, and one count of penalizing an employee for a court appearance, whatever hmm. the hell. All of them are misdemeanors. This is from Hannah Nightingale over it's at... funny. You know, because the Newsday writer that I was talking to last year, or earlier this year, Randy Marshall, laughed when I brought this up. She got a problem with me talking about all gender bathrooms and how boys and girls can go into the same bathroom. I said, she yes. goes, what, what, what is the big problem? I said, well, have you heard of Loudoun County? Mm-hmm. And she laughed. And I said, excuse me, excuse me, what is funny about that? Yeah. Oh, I'm laughing at you. I'm not laughing at the situation. I go, I don't know. What's funny about me? I, I'm not even doing the voice. What am I, like a clown? To hell. What am I, like a clown? Like I amuse you? You know what I'm saying? Like, look. Now, with my point of, um, and my biggest... My biggest uh, issue with the bathroom situation, this has been going on for a while. It started in Target. Mm-hmm. You know, they well, not didn't start there, but they, they, they were the ones who said, oh, if your identity, you can go into the bathroom. And there you think was about- that story at the Denny's about that 20-year-old that raped a 10-year-old girl mm-hmm. uh, in there because he identified as a, uh, and as a woman. And people like to say that, oh, you're painting the transgender community mm-hmm. as rapists. And I go, no, 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 no. I don't believe... Bruce Jenner is a rapist. No. I, I don't like what what has happened there, but that I don't think this guy's a rapist. No. Blair White, not a fan. Don't think this is a rapist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't agree with the lifestyle, um, but I'm not saying that every one of them is doing something like this. What I do say is that by allowing members of 
opposite biology or opposite biological sex to use the restroom in the same room at the same time, we are making it more likely for something like what happened in Loudoun County to exist. It's called the law of averages. If you separate the boys and the girls, then less boys will wind up in the same bathroom as girls and potentially lead to what we saw in Loudoun County. However, if you make this an acceptable thing, where all you have to do is feel a certain way to use a certain bathroom, meaning if you're a boy and you put a skirt on one day and you walk into the girls' room because you feel like Deborah instead of Dennis, you can do bad things. And it's, it's making that a situation that is more likely to come about. And that's why I want this to remain... Look, you want you want to say gender is too is too subjective? Fine, biology isn't. XX, XY, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that on the bed. Ba- and if you want to do an all gender or a gender neutral bathroom, that's fine too. It's called one room, one toilet, one sink, and it says single use bathroom. This way, nobody is shamed or feels excluded for going in there. Yeah. Because think about this. You could have a single-use bathroom in a school. Maybe there's a kid playing baseball. He wants to go change into his equipment, and maybe he's insecure about a couple things, whatever it might be, and goes into the sing- you know, goes into the single-use bathroom. Yeah. You know, stuff's go. He doesn't want to change around his friends. Whatever the case may be, whatever you want to go in, single-use. But could you imagine what happens to that kid on the baseball team if he goes to the transgender bathroom? Exactly. He get picked on for life. For life. Because what are you things- a tranny in the outfield? No. Th- because things. <laughs> That's like angels in the outfield. Yeah, or trannies in the that's outfield. The, uh, that's the uh, that's the uh, the reboot. It's gonna be trannies. Yeah, gonna be trannies in the outfield. Trannies in the outfield. Yeah. You see a whole bunch of baseball players in in, in tutus running around doing the the angel wave with their with I their. Lo- I love good movie. that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I love that movie. But like we were saying, you know, and it blows my mind that people will say that this doesn't happen when obviously we know it does. So I like to use the left terminology with like they use with guns. Right. Well, if it can save one life. Right. And well, if it can stop one teenage girl from being raped in school. In school. Yeah. We got to do it. We got to do it. Documents. Also, I have yeah. I have the entirety of western civilization and modern culture on my side, you have a gender studies PhD from Wesleyan. Harvard. Harvard. Probably from Harvard. Harvard. So that's the, that's the golden rule. That's of the golden rule. The loud majority show is all bad uh, degrees all, come from Harvard. All bad ideas have a degree from Harvard yes. behind it. It's a golden rule. Rule number one. Yep. Documents unsealed Monday have revealed that a special grand jury in Loudoun County, Virginia, has indicted former superintendent of school Scott Ziegler for his role in the handling of student sexual assault cases in the county's schools. Now, you know what happened? This girl was raped by a boy, a man, uh, a student, though, who was identifying as a woman in the bathroom, walks into her. I think he did it twice. Well, he did it. He Once, did it. He did it in two different schools, yeah. and then he was transferred to another school. To uh, you know, that's like moving around pedophile priests. Yep. Instead of tackling the issue, which we saw happen with the with the spotlight story in in Boston, uh, that that pisses me off almost more than the whole j- bathroom thing. Like, what you thought you were just gonna sweep that under the rug? Uh, public information officer Wade. Byard uh, was indicted on one count of felony perjury, which reportedly carries a maximum sentence of the 12 months in jail and a fine of up to $2,500. A special 
grand jury, which was assembled in April by the Office of the Attorney General's Office to investigate the handling of two sexual assaults carried out by the same student at two separate schools in 2021, released a report last week regarding the investigation. Ziegler, the former superintendent, was fired follow the following day during a closed-door meeting with the Loudoun County School Board. In their report, the jury stated that, quote, we believe that throughout this ordeal, Loudoun County... I don't know, P.S., I don't know what that stands for. Administrator, public schools. Uh, administrators were looking out for their own interests instead of the best interests of the Loudoun County Public Schools uh, District. On May 28, 2021, a girl was sexually assaulted in the women's bathroom at Stonebridge High School by a male student. The student was temporarily detained in July of 2021, but was released and transferred to another school within the district. Then on October 6th, another sexual assault by the same student took place at Broad Run High School. Quote, we believe that throughout this ordeal, LCPS administrators were looking out for their own interests instead of the best interests of LCPS. This invariably, invariably led to a stunning lack of openness, transparency, and accountability both to the public and the special grand jury. There were several decision points for senior LCPS administrators up to and including the superintendent to be transparent and step in and alter the sequence of events leading up to the October 6, 2021 incident. They failed at every juncture, the report said. Now, they're also accusing him of covering this up. And if you remember, the father of the woman or the girl who was raped... Mm -hmm. Was arrested, was arrested for protesting and being upset that his daughter was raped by somebody who had already, at that point, raped another student. Exactly. And because he got rowdy at a school board meeting. Yeah. No arrests for the uh, the rapist. No. Or the person who transferred them or the terrible parents who didn't. Look, look I want to be clear. A lot of this comes down to parenting. Because I know that were I kicked out of school for doing anything... I mean, if this is a 10, if I was kicked out of a school for a three and had to be transferred to another school, yeah. my father would have beaten the crap out of me. Of course. And then I would have learned my lesson. Right. There was a, there was a story yesterday on The Five on Fox about how 50 teachers in Broward County had to leave the school because students were beating them up or, you know, acting, acting crazy. And the sheriff of Broward County straight up said, he goes, you know, a lot of this comes down because they know that there's no repercussions. They won't be suspended. They won't go home and have the, have the cheeks on their ass whooped. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah, bring back corporal punishment. I have no problem with that. My, my father tells stories about the nuns beating these kids up in oh, Catholic yeah. school. I'm not talking about doing that. No. Maybe not doing that exactly, no. but... I know that there was a fear in my home that if I screwed up in school, I hoped not to tell my... Fine, fine. Suspend me. Don't let me play a game. Just don't call my father. Just don't call home. That's it. You know, I look at it, and again, I, it's it's an unfortunate case, but it's if you think this is only happening, oh, it's well... And that's what, what she's... Oh, well, it just happened in Loudoun County. I said, you don't think this is happening elsewhere? And that there aren't people that are talking about it that are not going to... You know, the sexual abuse victims, they don't say things. Yeah, I remember. They, they clam up. I remember It's when not I was... like if we... If you increase the probability of it happening, mm -hmm. that in and of itself is a problem. It doesn't guarantee yeah. that it's going to happen. But if you are making it more likely, or if you are granting predators easier access yep. to people, that is a problem. And you can't argue that that's not what they're doing. That may not be the intent. That may not. They may be. They may be one. On, Loudoun County may be 100% well-meaning yes. by what they're doing. I do not think they have malicious intent I don't think this. they're going, yeah, we want our students getting raped. The problem is they have to understand that by doing this, they are putting people at risk indirectly. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not doing it 
to put people at risk, I'm, but by doing it, they are putting people I'm at sure risk. I'm sure a lot of these administrators that are making these decisions probably have students, i.e. daughters, in the district. Right. And obviously don't want this to happen, but they also don't want the backlash coming from denying a transgender student. However, when you put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound, this is what you get. Well, look, now you get indicted by a grand jury on misdemeanor charges because you covered up a rape. And look, think of it this way. Like, when you drive drunk... You're not doing it to put everybody... Yes. I'm not saying we do it. I'm saying you won't... If you get behind the wheel of a car, you're drunk. You're not doing it to put people at risk on the road. Yes. But by doing it, you are putting people and yourself mm. on the risk, uh, at risk on the road. Simple as that, right? You make a bad decision that can implicate or, or, or indirectly impact other people, like this Loudoun County decision, other people do at some point in time wind up getting adversely impacted by it. You drive drunk, you're not doing it for any malicious reasons, but you may kill somebody mm -hmm. by doing it indirectly or, or, or not intentionally, but it may happen. Yep. It's called reckless decisions. And when we talk about these, the transgender bathroom issue, specifically this issue, whether it's in a school or it's in, in, a, in a department store, you are taking people's safety and you are putting it at risk you are taking people's privacy and you are putting it at risk, not because you want to, but because somebody is going to exploit it. I also want to know why, after the first rape, this kid was even allowed back in school. See, that's that, that's another problem, is that we have th these kids, and I'm not even talking about severe cases like rape. Right. Uh, when, if I got into a fight at school, somebody was talking smack, I got into a fist fight in middle school. I knew that I was going to be sent home for five days. Of course. I knew I was getting in school suspension. These kids now have no fear of any repercussion. No. None whatsoever. None. And this one, he raped somebody. And he raped somebody. He should have. This isn't just you. Not only should he have not been moved to another school. It's not a fight he, over, you know, a that girl. was my girlfriend. Yeah. This is da, 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 da. No, this is, he raped somebody and was still allowed to go to school there. He should have been not moved to another school. And then. He should have been moved to another facility. As we like said. Like a juvenile detention facility. As we just said, because he's a predator and used the system to his advantage, he exploited it not once but twice. Yep. And then they covered it up. And you know what? I'm but I'm insensitive for saying that. And you know what? Obviously, we're not going to know much about this kid because he is a kid. And right. I do believe in keeping minors records sealed. Okay. But I wonder if the kid's still in school now. Nah, I don't know. If he got transferred over, his parents moved out of the district. And, and put him in another public put, school. And put him in another school. And nobody even, and no one's the wiser. I wonder. No one even knows that the kid walking around in a skirt like this creepy-ass Sam Britton character. Look at this guy. Look at this. Is, I mean. So now check this out. Here he is. Now, this is the nuclear waste guy. Clearly, he spent a lot of time yeah. around radioactivity. He, he looks like someone who was stuck at Chernobyl. He ate some uh, some of that nuclear waste. Now, look, I don't care. You want to look like that. You want to put lipstick on and have a freaking goatee and wear dresses. And, uh, you know, you could do whatever you want. Clearly, something is In this awry. picture, it looks like Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. It, it, just it this does. photo. It looks yeah. like, like I could see it pulling Georgie down the damn sewer. Clearly, something is awry in this guy's head. It's not wired properly. That's fine. I'm not making fun of mental illness. Okay? Um, should not be in charge of nuclear waste. Now, I happen to believe we're being told a different story. I don't think he was fired for the luggage. He's bald. Therefore, Joe Biden cannot sniff his hair. Ah. That's why he is, he's gone. Yes, I do believe that. That's it. That's it. 100%. You know how else you can prevent yourself from uh, getting your hair sniffed by Joe Biden? 
Wear a helmet. By hitting the rumble Hit button. Hit the rumble button. Because there's a thousand yes. people watching and only 400 rumbles, so I don't really know what the hell we're doing. Also, as we close out here today, uh, Sean, you're going to be a little upset about this. What happened? So you remember when we said that if we had uh, less subscribers than when we started? Oh, we <laughs> no. Lost four. What happened? I don't know. Oh, probably when we said your votes count. You know what it is? Yes. We said that it was, we said that it was, uh, it wasn't rigged that we, that our votes count, mm. and then... The people who listened to Lynn Wood dropped off. Yes, that's what that's it was. Okay. It's all right. Uh, we'll US, make them back. We'll get them back. The U.S. We'll Department of Energy appears to have parted ways with Sam Brinton, thank goodness. Uh, now, they, uh, a new article in the New York Post actually came out and said that uh, um, the researchers at some place may have found a way for uh, to find limitless energy by uh, creating some sort of sustainable fusion thing that's going on. Pretty cool. Really? Now, I happen to think that's also that's a lot. That, that sounds like Atlas Shrugged. I think what really happened is they took Sam Brinton, they put this guy right here on a hamster wheel, and then just held up a suitcase, and he's just going to keep running <laughs> after it, and that's how we're going to get our energy. But I that's just me. That. I wouldn't mind that. I don't know. You know, there's so many... Well, like I said, is that real about the... Uh, the fusion thing is real. The fusion thing is yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that would be a game changer. And if anyone, Limitless energy. If anyone in the chat has read or seen Atlas... Well, you probably haven't seen it because the movies are... I mean, the movies are so bad. <laughs> but if anybody's read Atlas Shrugged, you know that uh, John Galt says he's going to stop the engine of the world. Yeah, I saw it on mm. the New York Post Instagram yesterday. I read the article. Who is uh, John Galt? They're supposed to have a press conference about that fusion thing today. Really? The Department of Energy, who is now conveniently Britainless. Yeah, Britainless. Yes. I, I have to fly Friday, so I'm going to make sure that, uh, you know, I, yeah. I watch that bag. Yep. Going around so. the carousel. Hey, Chad, am I going to see anybody at Turning Point USA? Hmm. Marilyn knows who is John Galt. Who is John Galt? There you go. There you go. All right, folks. Thanks for watching today. Please hit the rumble button as we continue to close out. We're over 400 rumbles, so yep. I mean, we didn't hurt too many people's feelings. Although apparently, uh, four people decided they didn't want to be subscribed to LFA TV anymore. That's a that's a shame. But what we need to do in order to uh, shame. in order to share this, in order to grow this channel, hit 40,000 a day. Take the link that's on this rumble video, post it all over your social medias. We would greatly appreciate it. Hit the rumble button on the way out, and we love, 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 love all the support and uh, all of the engagement that we continue to get on this show. We will be back tomorrow morning on our channel, rumble.com slash loudmajorityus, for we will not comply, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Jeremy will be back for Rise Up, 9 a.m. to 10 Eastern. He's also up today in about five minutes uh, for Live from America, 11 a.m. Starting here, rumble.com slash LFA TV, then Mike Crispy, Anna Perez. You know it. You know what goes on on LFA TV. All good things. So we'll be back tomorrow. We will be back. Hopefully I will not have a raging headache where I'm, you know, my eyes are just, they're, they're, they're not doing too good. Uh, we hopefully be back tomorrow morning in a little bit better shape. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Rumble.com slash LFA TV. Until then, we say thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Check out the website, loudmajorityus.com. Promo code Christmas in the shop for 20% off. And we will be back tomorrow. Uh, so we say stop complying with any unlawful mandates and madness. Uh, if you live in a state where any of those things exist. And as always, loud crowd and red-blooded patriots of the world, stay loud.